0: Debates, roasting, and fun in Jeep Nation's newest podcast, Breaking Ring Rust. And it starts right now. Welcome to another episode of Breaking Ring Rust, a pro wrestling podcast by Geek Nation. I am your host, Rockin' Mister Magic, and we are excited to bring you today's episode. Joining me is my tag team partner, the Cold Heart, JT. My man, what's up?
1: Well, this is our we be slacking episode. Yeah, it's been like. A long time since we did one of these. And for once, it's not because I- anyone on the show had a fight with anyone on the show.
0: Yeah, just timing and timing. Life. Life, <laughs> Life and timing. But we're getting it in today. We tried to get it in last week, missed it, but this week is better than no week.
1: Tried to get in last week, missed it. It's been themed for like six weeks now
0: right? (laughs) We just keep on having things pushed back. But hey, the time gives us topics to talk about. So let's jump into it. First, short, quick hit of this episode. I want to hear your thoughts fair or foul on the WWE making their talent turn their Twitch channels over or cease to stream on Twitch.
1: It's one of those things, I, I see both sides of them, you know, you should have autonomy to do things, but if you're doing something that is going out to people, and you're using a name that someone else created for you, and they essentially own that likeness, and that persona, then essentially, you know, they would think, and, you know, I would probably think if I was in Vince or Hunter's shoes, that I would want some say in what's going on. Maybe not complete control over it, but... Um, I do wonder how it's going to affect Jasmine Duke, because she apparently makes most of her money through streaming. Yes. So, that, you know, if if they're going to say, hey, we're going to take over the channel and limit your resources, your funds, then that's not cool. But they're just saying, hey, you're... you're You know, you're branded as one of our superstars, uh, you know, and, you know, 90%, 95%, maybe more have names that were created by WWE or for WWE, Mm -hmm. and that's what they're going by. Then, um, you know, I can see why they would want some say so.
0: Well, yeah, I mean,.
1: But I so, work. I've worked for major corporations through my life, so I'm used to that type of company company song.
0: Right. I mean, from what I see, and I and I'm, I can't say all of them because I definitely don't follow all of them on Twitch. But the ones I did follow on Twitch, or at least seen, um, they're not using a name that was created by or for WWE. Um, they're using their real name or they're using a name that um, they still own, like in an AJ Styles situation. Um, you know, Xavier Woods is out there as Austin Creed. Um, you know, you've got a, a lot of them are, they're not using a WWE name. Uh, and, w, and Vince Vince seems to just, you know, hey, I want, I want more money. You're bringing in money. Um, and it's, it's going to be hard to prove, you know, if anyone refuses that they are trading on something that the WWE has built, um, if they're using a name that was pre-existing or that they, the, the wrestler owns. And especially if anyone of them had, you know, already established their Twitch profile and streaming and such prior to working for Vince.
1: Um and, let me ask this. When they when they go on there, does Xavier Wood say, hey, this is Austin Creed? He says Austin say, Creed. Hey.
0: I mean, yeah. on I mean, well, he even says Austin Creed on Up Up Down Down, which WWE has been well aware of, and you know, the belt has appeared on um you know on shows and tons of WWE talent has appeared on it. So I mean, he, he's very he's consistent with that, and they know they don't own that. They've they they've got nothing on that.
1: Although they sell a replica of that belt.
0: They do, and I'm sure Austin is making some money off of that. That, that replica actually looks really dope. <laughs> I do like the up, up, down, down
1: belt. I'm not surprised in the least.
0: I just uh um, I mean these I mean they're it's and it's not like they are full employees they're still independent contractors it's like you know you want to treat them you know you want to control everything like they're full employees but you don't want to ever make them full employees
1: they're not independent contractors which is a whole other discussion they're just paid that way but they're really but the way they're treated the way their expectations are for employees
0: well, that's what I'm saying. They're they're treated like they're paid like independent contractors, but they're treated yeah, like
1: that's a whole other discussion we could spend a whole podcast on. That's true. And that was supposed to be a quick hit.
0: Yeah, yeah. Our quick hits generally go long. Um, all right, next one. Daniel Bryan announced that this is going to be his final like full time run, and he wants to face as many people as possible. Give me a couple names you would like to see Daniel Bryan face in this final run.
1: Um. Kyle O'Reilly. Ah, that's a good one. Um, I would also uh, like to see him against Riddle.
0: Hmm. Yes, because it's not Matt Riddle anymore. Because God forbid anyone keep a full name.
1: Right. Well, I think I think either one of those matches could be very good, um, and could be very realistic, and that's why I like them. Uh, they can put credibility in it mm-hmm. um, never get tired of seeing him wrestle with AJ Styles
0: yeah that would,
1: yeah, that would be nice um, if he gets back in the ring my last choice would be Samoa Joe yeah that
0: would have some old school ROH vibes there that would be nice
1: but both guys have changed so much since the ROH days it would be like a fresh match right so that would be my three picks.
0: I like that. I like those. Riddle O'Reilly and Samoa Joe. I hope Samoa Joe gets back in the ring, but Tyler,
1: nice. Reilly, and Samoa Joe. Nice. Okay.
0: Actually, you know, I really can't think of three others that would. I... Oh, it broke up. Say that again.
1: I said, if Vince is listening, I'm not saying set up a four-way between those two because I don't want that. No, I don't want that either.
0: No, (laughs) no, no, no. I really can't, I mean, I really can't think of any, of any really three better matches, especially ones that like we haven't really seen. I would like, you know, to see him give the rub to a bunch of guys that he, you know that Daniel personally esteems to help them out. Um
1: well, he gave Jay Uso the rub in a big way last week. Yes,
0: he did, and he worked that match excellently. I've um, like, and he, he you made, know, I've never been a, D, a Daniel Bryce fan, but appreciate his work. And
1: I make anyone look like a million bucks. He can. He really can. Um, and he he made Jay Uso look good. And it goes back to. You know, go back to the rant that that uh, that franchise had about you know how great it was when he put Kofi over, how good he made Kofi look. Yes. Um, you know that. You know Daniel Bryan. I've got a lot of respect for his talent, um, and you know he. Uh, you know he. It, it's so strange though that he's like, I'm going to be. Uh, this is my last full time run. When he fought so hard to get back for literally years. Yes. Now he's back and just telling, like, Okay, well I'm on the You know what match I would have liked to have seen <clears throat> in their prime?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Daniel Bryan versus Kurt Angle.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that would have been really nice to see in
1: their prime. Cause them counter and hold for hold Yeah. Would be great.
0: Um or, or him him or actually him or Benoit. Um if If Benoit uh, and Daniel Bryan could ever have a fantasy match, that would have been hold for hold. Really, really cool.
1: Can you watch Benoit matches yet?
0: Um, Some people have, you know, broken that taboo, and they've watched Benoit matches. matches, Me
1: personally?
0: Me personally? Um, I don't. I don't turn it off. Like I, I, oh, I haven't, I haven't watched that many pay-per-views that have him in it. But I did recently. Actually, you know what? Yes, I recently did watch um, one of the the best of seven with Booker T. I came across my Facebook feed um, in a wrestling group, and it's like people. This guy was like, people don't talk about how great this was. And I'm like, yeah, because Benoit was in. It. Like people don't like to talk about him um, or you know acknowledge him because of how it ended. Um, but, I, you know, I press play. I watched one of the matches. Uh, it was like, you know, these are these are a fantastic series. So I have to say, yes, I, I have watched Benoit match recently.
1: For me, I've, I, I've seen bits and pieces here and there. I'm not sat down and watched an entire match of his since then. Um, he had some great matches. I, I mean, just thinking off the top of my head, of course, it's classic with Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. At Royal Rumble 2003, uh, WrestleMania 20, the triple threat match. Yep. And one match that I don't think gets a lot of love. I want to say it's it was on the Chris Benoit DVD, but um, he had a match with Bret Hart after right after Owen died. That was
0: fantastic. That That's one of, if I had to list the top five of Benoit matches, that one's in it. That was a, an amazing match.
1: Yeah, that match. That match might be my number one. It would be that of WrestleMania, mm-hmm. um, just because WrestleMania was a bigger scale and much more emotion involved in it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, excuse me, that was a great match, and it was paying tribute to Owen. Mm-hmm. And so that one's, you know, they're one A and one B for me. Probably depending on which day it is. Uh, you know, when you know, to me, Benoit was the complete wrestler as far as in-ring work. Uh, not, obviously not Mike Skipper. Um And obviously not for anyone who's a size person. But, you know, to me, as far as having all the in-ring tools, I always thought he was the best. Uh, and so I... You know, it, when everything came out about him, that's still something I haven't gotten
0: Makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Okay. Um, um,
1: but yeah, him and him and Daniel Bryan would have been an amazing match. Yeah. Absolutely. They could have had it around 2005, 2006.
0: Okay. All right, next quick hit. This one... Uh, this one's a little weird um, are you aware of Paul Roma's wrestling school
1: Paul Roma has a wrestling school yeah, okay you were yes Paul Roma has
0: a wrestling school
1: how do you teach people how to do something you don't know how to do <laughs>
0: hey man he's got
1: Hey Paul if you're <laughs> out there listening I'm in it
0: <laughs> Paul Roma has a wrestling school it's called Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling um, run, run by Paul Roma um, and Mario Mancini. Um, a couple months ago, they received a cease and desist um, on dated August 28th, ordering them to shut down as their wrestling school has been deemed as being in violation of a local zoning law that lists wrestling studios under adult entertainment.
1: Okay, I mean, if this was like, you know, the old um, apartment wrestling, then maybe I could see that. Um, I I don't Where is it located?
0: It is located in East Haven. Connecticut? uh, Connecticut, yes.
1: And they have been operating. It's right around the corner from WWE. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. Like I said, if it was the old you know, apartment wrestling stuff and the type of stuff they used to sell in the back of magazines in the 80s, then I could get that. But I, I'm scratching my head on this one. A little bit.
0: Yeah, and, and especially because um, Paradise Valley um, has a small promotion there that builds itself. It's family-friendly. Uh, promoted a number, several events um, over the past five years that they've been operating at their East Haven location uh, they even uh, recently had a tournament in honor of Hercules uh, Hernandez you know uh, his uh, Roma's partner from power and glory
1: right. um, I will say this for Roma you give credit's due, he did have a beautiful swan dive splash. And when him and Herc pulled off the Powerplex, yeah, that was a thing of beauty. I wish some team would bring that back today. Um, in fact, I wish teams did tag team moves today. But.
0: Well, your boys do. F- your boys FTR do.
1: Right, but they're like the only ones.
0: Well, yeah, you're you anti boys. Young Bucks do, you? but you don't like their tag team moves. Um, well, super
1: kick, double super kick. M- Mets your driver, whatever, you know, I mean.
0: I, actually tonight they actually faced FTR um, for the tag titles and um, they did a lot of FTR's old school type moves.
1: You broke up. I couldn't hear what
0: you said. Um, I said they, during their tag match tonight with FTR for the tag titles, Uh, they did a lot of older classic tag team moves that you probably would have enjoyed.
1: Well, they probably did because they knew if they didn't FTR was going to beat them up for real.
0: Uh, Oh, you never know. They seem to like each other.
1: Oops. I accidentally shattered you with that shatter machine.
0: (laughs) I do like the shatter machine. That is. And actually, um, they stole all both teams stole a whole bunch of moves um in this match. You saw FTR do the um I don't know what's it called. The Steiner brothers is uh their finisher,
1: their tag finisher. The uh, top rope bulldog. Top rope bulldog, yeah.
0: And then
1: see everybody talks about that, but Steiners used to have a top rope DDT. Yes, it just absolutely looked like it killed a person. Probably did. It probably did. Yeah, <laughs> they, I they stopped, stopped that you.
0: because it killed somebody.
1: But I mean that to me that beat the bulldog all day long.
0: Yes, and and it looked so devastating.
1: Yeah, because I mean, if if you, I mean, look, here's what you do, guys. If you're out there listening, grab your wife or your girlfriend and bulldog her. And then when you're done with that, then hit her with a DDT and ask her, which hurt more. And then think about that from the third row.
0: Right. I don't right now. I'm not going to recommend bulldogging your wife or girlfriend. Uh, I'm just putting that out there. I oh, don't the recommend
2: lady. that.
1: <laughs>
0: um, and, and if you do bulldog her. Um... That's
1: the kind of Dusty Rhodes thing, by the way. He would be doing commentary and he'd be like, like somebody have a front face. like He'd be like, grab your old lady and put it in the front face like, and just lean on it, baby, lean on it. See how quickly she breaks it down.
0: Uh, If you're going to do that to uh, a significant other, do the bulldog over the DDT. Please, if if anything, if you insist on doing a wrestling move, pick the bulldog over the DDT. Do yourself a favor, because that will help you keep said significant other. All right. Going on from Adult 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 Entertainment and Paul romance.
1: Don't do either.
0: Yes, I wouldn't do either, um, because even though the bulldog really shouldn't hurt, um, you might still get an assault charge. So let's not do that. Uh, let's talk next <laughs> about a topic I wanted to talk to you about since it debuted and now it's dead. Um, and it, yeah, we went completely, it, it came and died completely between episodes. Um, unless my memory is failing me. Raw Underground is now dead. How
1: much? I never saw it. I never knew where to find it. I couldn't. I can could never find it to watch it. Um, I know Double A, uh, had some encumbrance for it.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, I was going to ask you how much you hated. Um. But you, you you didn't see any of it, so.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, was it on network or what? Because I. Didn't it never... was on Raw. It was on Raw. Yeah. It was a seg-
0: it was a segment on Raw.
1: Well, they must not uh, understand the concept out. of Underground. Yeah, I know the concept. It was like, well, these are shoot fights, and they're over quick. And
0: well, no, they just don't understand the concept of what Underground's supposed to be. Like, because, all right, <laughs> since well, you haven't seen it, let me let me paint the picture for you. Since you never saw it, so the very first Raw Underground. Shane's acting like, you know, he's this tough guy and, you know, showing his muscles. And we're in this, uh, it's supposed to look underground, but we're in really in some storage, some big storage room at the Thunderdome. And they've got smoke, they've got smoke machines going. So it's really smoky in there because apparently that's smoke and underground are synonymous. Um, then he's got skinnily clad girls just standing there dancing. Because again, scarily clad dancing girls must be synonymous with underground. Um, and then he's got these shoot fights going on, uh, and it was just a hot mess. Um, At you know the the guys now, what I did appreciate was seeing some of these guys like um, like Dolph Ziggler, for example. Dolph appeared multiple times. And you were seeing Dolph's mat work. You were seeing Dolph look like the collegiate wrestler he was, and he was, you know, some of these guys were like, you know, NXT, you know, performance um, students that he was just destroying on the mat. And for a while, like the first two or three times, they had, say what?
1: Say that again. I so said given his amateur record, he should be. He should be, yeah. And he was. Um,
0: but you know, everything's gotta be at work. So the first two, three weeks, that was pretty much like Dolph and like maybe one other um established star were working again or were shoot fighting against these performance students. And then you had and like there wasn't like there weren't wrestling moves like um it was a lot of ground work. And then um, her business had a had a bad week, so they showed up in their suits. And then uh, Lashley and, and Sheldon came in and did the same thing, just showing off how freaking great they are uh, working ground game. And then you had Braun Strowman eventually show up and others. And as the weeks went on, the smoke faded away to disappear. The dancing girls disappeared after the first one. And you saw the room for what it was. It was a storage room, and they were shoot fighting on a ring without the post and and ropes up. And you have guys start doing more wrestling moves instead of, uh, instead of you know, amateur wrestling. And it was just dumb. Um, Shane would stand outside the door with, um, uh, Jordan, I forget his last name, the guy that played uh, basketball at UCF, and um, he would just stand there like his big bodyguard and they would let a guy in and he's like, oh, Braun, like, oh, I want to destroy something. He goes in there and it was just, it was corny. and I'm like
1: I'm getting a headache listening to you describe this.
0: Yeah, because it was dumb, like it, there was nothing underground about it. Like, if you were going to try to look underground they should have shot it in a lower quality, um, make it look like it was something underground, make it look like Shane was trying to was trying to hack something or do something or, you know, he was showing something, you know, Vince didn't want to be shown. Um, he had some new talent to to do something instead of having established guys, people that already known out there, showcasing somebody fresh would be underground. Um Maybe even doing it in black and white instead of having a high production underground thing. Like it was it was stupid.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah.
0: All right, next one. Um, you're gonna love this because I know of your obsession. Talk to me about your favorite subject, Alexa Bliss and the Fiend. We have not had the opportunity to discuss this storyline.
1: See, this I knew was coming, and I, I, I'm known since I, you know, since all this started. You know, one thing I'll say this: uh, I'm happy she's being used at a high level because uh, if the fiend is not main event, he's main event adjacent, and she has become his his voice, his muse, his uh, you know, extension of himself. Uh, I'll say this. When she first got called up to the roster, most people don't know this, but she actually went and had asked to work with Bray then because she didn't know what they were going to do with her. So she asked to work with Bray. Um, now she's getting that opportunity. Mm. Uh, and I think she's showing that she can adapt to even this You know, uh, and make it and make it make sense as much as anything involving the feet can. Uh, You know, because uh, you know we've seen her first come in as just this kind of you know arrogant, cocky heel that she was very good at. Right. Uh, And then she actually turned into a good baby face and, and went from being like, I'm using people to working with Nikki Cross and they got over as a team, as faces. Then, but now she's a heel again, but it's a completely different heel. And it's not, she just, she didn't go back to being the I'm cocky and I'm arrogant and you can never do what I've done heel. She's, Adding another element to it. Now, if I had my brothers, is this what I'd be doing with her? No, I'd have her uh, showing why I think she's the best, and and working in ring and and competing for titles. Mm-hmm. But I mean, right now they're not even letting Charlotte Flair do that. We have to watch the 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 best friends fight, and you know, uh, in some awful matches. Gosh, their last two matches have just flat out sucked. Um, and you know, and then on on Raw, I don't even think they know what they're doing with the women's division there.
0: They don't seem to, because you know, I never thought I'd see the day where Lana got a uh, a title match, but
1: right. I mean, well, here's the thing: they they messed that up because. That would have been a perfect chance to, within storylines, given Lexi the shot, because she didn't. She was because they said she was going to be in the Battle War, and she wasn't. And I kept waiting for the lights to go out, for mm-hmm. her to appear in the middle of the ring, and then toss whoever the victor was. Because they, oh, we forgot about her, and with the magic power of the Fiend, you know, she's appeared in the ring and. That would have been a good chance to do something with her um, because I do think, down the line, if it doesn't happen for sure, it's at least on Vince's mind that, that her and Braille be matching champions at some point.
2: Mm.
1: Okay. Which, speaking of champions, they're doing a lot on Raw and SmackDown to build like title contenders, especially on Raw with the, with the WWE title and on SmackDown with the women's title. But at the same time, to me, it's all for naught because we're headed towards Survivor Series. Yes, we are. Where everything's champion versus champion, so none of these little feuds they're building up on Raw or SmackDown
0: are really going to amount to much.
1: Right. Um, Did you watch Raw this week? I think so, because they had yeah. two. They had two matches to me that were pay-per-view caliber matches that they were just giving away. One, and I know you will probably roll your eyes about this at first, but it has to do with the stipulation: Elias versus Jeff Hart. They went to blow off the feud, and they had like guitar and a pole match.
0: Yes, which I definitely rolled my eyes about. But and this, this is not his first one. This is like the second one.
1: But this is. But they're blowing off a few, and that's exactly the type of thing they would have saved for a paper. Hey, there's something on a pole, pal, and we got to fight for it. And, you know, which never makes any sense because there's plenty of weapons laying around the ring and it's a notice qualification match. Why don't you just waffle somebody with a chair? But that, that, that's why I get to putting logic in the situation. You no, know, that's because it's um, a, like
0: it's a Vince Russo idea that no one understands.
1: The other one was you had. Sheamus versus Keith Lee versus Braun Strowman. Yes. In what was just a hard-hitting match. Yes. And Keith Lee took a bad bump.
0: A lot of car uh, crashes when happened.
1: That, when he did that plunge outside the ring, His belly hit the top rope and it flipped him over and he landed on his neck. Um, I wasn't sure he was going to get up after that, but... Uh, that was a hard-hitting match, but I'm like, man, that was like—I'm not saying it would have been a main event in a pay-per-view, but at least it could have been on the middle of the card somewhere.
0: Yeah, that's an upper-card match.
1: Yeah, and
0: I mean, two—I mean, you've got two former champions and one guy who could be champ.
1: Yeah, and it was—I mean, they booked it the right way. That went fine, but. It just didn't. I, I was just blown away that, like, I was like, yeah, oh, this is watching these matches, and these matches should be on pay per view."
0: I agree. Those those matches were were very good.
1: I mean, I I, I didn't really like the elias Jeff Hardy match, although the part where he just picked up a stool and chucked it at Jeff oh, Hardy.
0: I'm sorry. Yeah, I said matches. I meant match because I didn't like the Jeff. Yeah, I did not enjoy the Jeff Hardy Elias. I didn't have enjoyed any of the Jeff Hardy yeah, Elias. Yeah, no, That shooting, was period. funny
1: when he the 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 uh, stool at him. He just grabbed the stool <laughs> and like, knocked him off the top rope.
0: Yes. It um I was that, like, that
1: was creative. Why not use some more
0: weapons? That was that match that well that moment of the match um felt like the final deletion um where they're just throwing things at each other. Um, and if it was for, if it was supposed to be a comedy match, then I'm like, okay, but I don't know. I, I, I've I been very blah about the entire Elias, Jeff Hardy feud. Um, and probably because it probably would be better if it was done outside the WWE, because then Jeff could use his own original music and be like, they could have like, who's a better musician. This guy with the acoustic guitar or this guy with you know, with an electric guitar, um, you know, who's got the better album. Like they could, you know, they could really put a little bit more creativity into the thing other than, Hey, I, this guy, he was drunk and he hit me with the car. Like you know, we've seen that crap how many times over.
1: Yeah. The, the, the feud didn't interest me at all. Like I said, the one spot, uh, kind of popped me. Because I wasn't expecting it. It was, you know, and it looked stiff too. So <laughs> it did look stiff. It probably but, was knowing Jeff. Because he just chucks it in here like funk, and then Jeff falls off the top rope, and I was like, "Oh, didn't see that one coming." I guess. <laughs> you know, hand up in time, but no, that, but. And what's with all the black-on-black violence? First, we're going to have the Street <laughs> Profits versus the New Day. Now, New Day has lost to Shelton. And I just blanked on his name. It's Cedric Alexander. Cedric Alexander, thank you. Yes. I, my mind went the through. Hurt Business. But now they've lost the titles. And that or they lost titles are Cedric and Shelton. Now, Cedric and Shelton are going to fight the Street Profits. What's? What's with Vince and the black on black violence?
0: I don't know. I'm just glad the gold's on them. That's all. I'm, uh, that's all I'm happy for.
1: Yeah, as you're rocking your Hurt Business shirt. Yes,
0: I had to. I had to put it
1: back on for this.
0: Uh, I am thoroughly enjoying the Hurt Business. Um, at first, I did not know what they were doing with them.
1: They they made chicken salad out of chicken. You know what? With that.
0: Well, they, they didn't, they seemed to not know what they were doing at first. Like, yeah, well, Like At first, it was terrible. And every week they had them doing, they were getting, they were losing for, it was like, okay, you built them up to be, you know, MVP is going to help them and make them stronger or whatever. Then they kept losing. And then they were heels one week and then they were doing something face the next week and then heel this week, face this week. And it's like, well, what are you doing? But they have really made it work. Um and I, I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, obviously a lot of this has to do with MVP wanting to work with these guys, wanting to b- help build up, um, you know, Cedric and, and Apollo. And, you know, Apollo wasn't doing much before he, um, he started that feud and put the, put the belt on him. And Ricochet had disappeared for a while um, before this. Like, um, I'm really happy with what the, her business storyline has been. And I'm hoping that they can carry it to eventually let Lashley get a title run, maybe um who knows but
1: i just think about kofi's uh, shot at lashley about how i I won't about winning the wwe title bobby never has
0: yeah i would have preferred lashley to take the title off mcintyre but you know how had to get it without the randy orton run
1: i i i don't get it i'll be honest i don't get it uh Orton gave a, 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 such a bad promo this week on Raw.
2: Yeah, it was terrible. Uh,
1: cool. And there was those was one line that just kind of ruined it. And and it went and, it, and we've had a lot of laughs over at my house, which is he goes, "I'm not just the best of the best. I'm the best." Yeah. And it's like, isn't being the best of the best <laughs> the, better than being the best? The best? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was like, I hope someone wrote that for him.
0: Yeah, I'm and, hoping he didn't come up with that with his own because,
1: yeah. But Orton, his slow meter promos. Yeah. I think, uh, I know, uh, who might be, uh, writing his promos, uh, <laughs> uh, you never know. Uh, Drew's uh, done some pretty good promos lately. Who has Drew?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, the, Drew's probably was definitely hit or miss.
1: Hit the um, line about the six foot six, sexy arch uh, angel, guardian angel, watching out for Randy Wharton's was hilarious.
0: Yes. Problem is with, for me, with Drew's uh, promos is that probably every two or three of them, there's a diamond uh, line that really jumps out and like saves it from being just completely flat. Um, and I, he's actually someone I think I would actually like to see slow down their promos. Um, have their words be, have his words be a little heavier. Um, the Scottish thing, you know, It seems like he speaks a little too fast Um, if he slowed down a bit. I personally think it it would help his delivery Um, And being such an imposing figure. He probably should do his promos more the way Randy Orton does, but not as slow. But just if he slowed down just a little bit, I think it would really be helpful for making his promos sound and be a bit smoother.
1: Hey, I've got some breaking news. Look at this. Can you see this?
0: Yeah. Oh, Nikki started his own podcast. That's awesome.
1: Our former guest for our Apex show, Nikita Kauf has his own show called the Man Up Podcast. Nice. That's what's so that up. should be interesting.
0: Yes, I'm going to have to. Going to have to subscribe to that one.
1: You know who has a great podcast?
0: I know of uh, a couple, but who are you thinking of?
1: Alexa Bliss. She has a great podcast. Oh, I don't
0: need to listen
1: cool to that. With Alexa Bliss. <laughs> hey, you would love uh, her first episode. And you got to bear with me. You got to let me get through this before you start rolling your eyes. Okay? I, I, I haven't rolled in my eyes yet. Oh, yeah. You use Miz. And he tells a story about having food poisoning on a first date and blowing up a girl's bathroom. On a first date.
0: Oh, okay. So the Miz made it entertaining. But
1: oh, there was like things on the wall involved.
0: Oh, well. So we'll see. The Miz made it entertaining. That makes sense.
1: Um. Now it's it, it, she's interviewed some people you wouldn't normally hear from, like Drake Maverick. Okay. Um, she interviewed Tyler Breeze. Uh, Got in depth with him. Um. Last episode was with Nikki Cross. Um.
0: What the heck did they do to her theme song? Did you hear that trash?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, why? I oh I I don't even. I don't know. I, well, I like it. her
1: own theme song perfectly fine. Yes, um, there was um, no need
0: to change it. Like I I know maybe maybe it's another thing that CFO did, and you know they're they're not working with them anymore, so they got to change everything. Like, but that music was straight garbage, and it does not fit Nikki Cross in any way, shape, form, or fashion.
1: Now, I mean, here's the thing. I, I think the music they do with CFOs, they still own the rights to because they're still using a lot of it. But, um, I think they felt that since she wasn't with Lexi anymore and she going to be going a different angle, that she uh, needed a change, which she didn't. Um, just,
0: get, just give her the sanity music. It fit.
1: Yeah. Like, I that's, it, it's, it's not hard. Best presentations of any group. Their yeah. look, their entrance. Oh, their the
0: entrance was the amazing. And
1: everything and the music. I loved it. I thought it was so great. I was just.
0: The energy was great. Their presence. Um, it was everything. Retribution um, is trying to be and failing. Um, they,
1: I, well, that's why I heard something when I was talking about Retribution. Was I was like, if they combine Nexus. With with, with
0: sanity. sanity, yeah, that's exactly what it is.
1: Yeah, except that that the Nexus one matches
0: right, and and Retrib- Retribution is uh, they 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 get beat up by the Hurt Business, and then you know the whole
1: then... the whole entire group got beat up by Bray Wyatt.
0: Well, t- kind of, because they they had just lost to the Hurt Business, and then Bray attacked him, so it wasn't like he did it clearly by himself. But then the next week. Um Lashley beat them all up by himself. Like it was, I mean, and there wasn't like an attack beforehand. He just beat them all up. Uh it's, I don't know what they're doing with retribution. That's just not making any sense. I do, however, give props to um Mustafa Ali because he keeps pushing it and he's tweeting about it. He's like trying to, he's trying to make it work, but having Mia Yim get possessed in ring and like that, I don't know what they're doing.
1: Okay, that mask has done wonders for her face.
0: <laughs> I, I, I just I don't understand what the point of retribution is even supposed to be. Um,
1: it because I don't know, yeah. You know, the one thing the match can't the mask can't help is her wrestling ability.
0: Well, she, it's, I don't even know why she was involved in that match. I'm like, there's, there's no women involved in this match. Um, like i don't, i don't i don't understand what they're doing there it's and if if it's a bunch of people who haven't gotten a shot and they're supposed to be, be proving that they deserve a shot then they need to win to prove that they deserve to be used and they deserve spotlight like
1: it's, it's well i mean here's something that we lost in wrestling is that people who win get a I mean, Drew McIntyre went undefeated for like a year. Yeah. And he got over. Yeah. One of the worst wrestlers of all time, Goldberg, got over. Why? Because he was undefeated. There were other guys who looked better. He was intense,
0: and he went undefeated.
1: Well, I mean, there were a lot of guys who were intense. There were a lot of guys who had his look, but he went undefeated for over a year. Yeah. That... And won the world title. That meant something because people got behind the win streak. Yes. WWE is a solid believer in 50-50 booking. And that's like kissing your sister. Nobody gets over.
0: No. You yeah. yeah. they Yeah, they do that a lot. It's... it's...
1: Well, that's what okay. I'm saying. They've gotten away from that, and then they don't understand why they, when they beat somebody over and over again they don't get over. You right. know, oh well, you're not. You know, uh, you know, you must be doing something wrong. Uh, it, you know, it, it. Hold on. Um, they don't understand why oh, well, you know, if somebody got beat, you know, clean, flat in the ring, then they're not over. Well, you know, we don't have anything for you. You know, if if Hulk Hogan in the 80s had gotten beat by every person he wrestled every other week, right? he would have never been the star that he was. Right. Why Hogan went undefeated for really, if you think about it, from like nineteen eighty three to nineteen ninety, yeah, I, I was like yeah, Hogan didn't, didn't lose, lose matches because he didn't really lose to Andre because that was all set up, right? So he, um, you know, so that was what made him a star. I mean, Ultimate Warrior only lost one match in WWE. And that was Drake Rude. Yeah. Well, no, sorry, in Sergeant Slaughter when he lost the title, but before he right. won the but title, before that, yeah, the before
0: he won the title, he only lost that one match. Yeah. And everyone else, they just like like Goldberg, another guy who they really can't who can wrestle that they, they just let run through everybody.
1: Yeah. And I mean, if you look, whenever somebody's done a win streak, it's gotten them over it's got it's worked uh you know if you look at great Muda in nwa in 1989 he was like 50 and 0 at one point maybe more than that and he was over and people were starting to cheer him as a baby face even though he was asking miss spitting heel right yeah you know um yeah, yeah I'll say this. I, I've gotten really good about watching wrestling lately um, because um, the last two weeks I've actually watched SmackDown and Raw. Before last, I watched NXT for How We Uh which had some good points and some bad points. Uh, and then um, I actually watched Talking Smack this week.
0: Yeah, I, I have no desire to watch them talk. So, the new co host of that. Oh, well, okay. Well that
1: makes well good, well, sir, it's quite different when Paul Heyman is one of the talkers, sir. If you will, sir. Well he's mean. he's
0: one of the best talkers in in the history of the business. So I'm oh, I can I probably still won't watch it, but that makes it, it me feel better about the show because Paul's on it. But speaking of Paul, let's talk about his uh I don't know if I'm going to call him a client, but the man he's currently advocating for, the universal champion.
1: Special counsel for, her, sir.
0: Special counsel for the tribal chief, Roman Reigns.
1: Yeah. I You know, I can't remember how many times I've said on this show that they should turn Roman here. Um,
0: I think last here. time we counted, it was uh, 2,508.
1: Yeah. He's a natural heel. If you go back and watch the one interview he did in NXT, he's a heel. He's wearing a suit. He's very, you know, kind of, I don't want to say aloof, but... Uh, Elitist. Just, just in the interview, he's very cocky. Yes. And that fit him a lot better than Sufran Tsukhtesh. <laughs> that and, was so bad. Oh and, he, and I'm saying, look, if you want to get him over... Turned him heel. And they turned him heel. And now he's showing all the promise. Here he's living up to the promise they he showed when he was in the Shield. Yes. Because, Which, and the, mean, in
0: the Shield initially were, you know, they were a heel group.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, when he was in the Shield, I remember the first time when I watched them because I was kind of away from wrestling and I heard about him and I watched him. I was like, wow, this guy's got something special. Like, he looks like a million bucks. He's intimidating. He can move.
2: Yeah.
1: And 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 then when they turned him, he face it was I was like, oh, they're gonna push, and they're gonna make him a moral champion. And then I saw what they were doing with him, and it was just like, you know, I joined the bandwagon of everybody who didn't like him because they were using him the wrong way. Right.
0: Uh,
1: now they're using him the right way, and I cannot love Roman more. Right. Now. Doing, That's that spear, that one spear, and I know you know the spear I'm talking about. And the set
0: oh, and it was it looked stiff. Like you said, when we were texting while we were watching uh the the match, it there was it, it wasn't smooth, it was off. He took it right to the chest. Um that
1: was that, that was that look Jay, did, Jay didn't take it like a straight flat back bump he kind of flailed his arms and Yep.
0: Yeah. You know, it was it was almost like a spear like it was like he caught him with the spear uh, but like the but he sold it like a pounce. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which by the way I wish that move would come back.
0: Well, um Keith Lee uses the pounce. Not
1: the same way.
0: Are you are you talking like old school or like Monty Brown style?
1: Yeah, I'm talking about Monty Brown style. Yeah. Send him, him into the ropes, bounce off the side rope, come off, hit the shoulder ball. I I loved that move when Monty Brown did it. And Monty Brown made it look great. And in fact, back during one of the early incarnations of like SmackDown versus Raw, I had a creator wrestler, Monty Brown, and it would take me forever to get the timing down to throw someone in the ropes and then come off the, the the perpendicular rope and hit him with the, the shoulder tackle. And I would try that over and over again. That was, um, but yeah, that was, uh, I love the way that move was done. And I'd like to see someone do it again that way. And I was surprised when he came to WWE and could pull it off in the four sided ring. Right. Because yeah, it's, but you know, it, it looked better than six sided ring. Definitely did. It definitely uh, looked better six sided ring.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the pounce. So, uh, sticking Brown with heel... Say what?
1: I wish Monty Brown had had more of a shot.
0: I do, too. Um, Monty Brown did not get a fair shake, in my opinion.
1: Remember that move where he'd scoop you like body slam and then spin you up in they there? Spin and you up in
0: there? Yeah. I forget what they called that, but it was impressive. It really showed off his strength.
1: i say it was like, Pride bomb or something like that.
0: Is something with primal something because he had that whole you know animal gimmick. Um, I forget. I don't have to look it up. Uh, but yeah, that, that move was impressive. So with uh, continuing on on Roman Reigns, where do you what do you think? Because last time we, um, you know, off the record talked about it. When, when Jay was just getting destroyed, you felt that his push was just going to be for this one match, and uh, you were correct um, initially because Jay Uso said that it was supposed to initially only be a one match thing. Uh, but the the story they told got over so well that they they kept it going, and now we are where we are you know, with uh you know, with Jay understanding so much that he
1: uh, It was the Alpha Bomb.
0: Alpha Bomb, that's right. I knew it was something with his animal gimmick. Um but Jay, you know referencing what we talked about earlier with Daniel Bryan and in that match, uh, you know, Jay understands what it takes to to be at the top to be to be at that level and beat the mess out of Daniel Bryan and standing alongside his cousin. Uh are you know, what is what what did you hope to see out of this out of this story for uh for Jay Uso? I know you're not a big fan, but
1: didn't really have any hopes for it, but he's beaten if you look at the names he's beaten, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, uh he's you know, he's being, some, and they're treating him like they want him to be a top guy. Which, if they're going to do that, then do it because we need more top people. Yeah. But if you're going to do it and not make him a top guy, then and he's going to be back to teaming with his brother and basically the Kofi Kingston treatment. Mm-hmm. Then it's not worth it uh you know, because it's just one of those things where what good did it do and how over did somebody get? I mean, it's different with Kofi because Kofi was always over the crowd right in a bigger way um and had established himself as a single star
0: yeah multiple promo. time intercontinental champion
1: Yeah which did you see the promo they cut on the hurt business? Where he's like, uh, where he's like, I'm a former tag team champion, and Xavier's like multiple times, yes. And then he's like Intercontinental Champion multiple, multiple times. times, U.S. Champion multiple times, WWE Champion singular.
0: <laughs> they, they're yeah, the, uh, New Day. I'm, st- I'm still not happy with the way they split them up, but that's something else.
1: Well, if they do something with Big E, which I doubt they do, but if they do something with Big E, it'll be worth. It.
0: Well, I mean that's what it needs to be. Biggie needs to win the Royal Rumble and he needs to go after I think cuz the fans would per- per- enjoy it most if he's the one who takes the title off of um off of Randy Orton.
1: That would be what I would say too. Um I'd like to see Biggie get a new move.
0: Other than yeah, you know
1: I I, e I, w- I would too cuz I, I don't
0: think that his finisher looks like it hurts much.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't look like it hurts. Oh, I'm going to drop a guy from six feet onto his belly. Well, I mean, why is that different than just an elevated lift? Right.
0: You know? Yeah, he need, he needs something uh, that, that where well, the opponent lands gigantic, on their back.
1: Yeah, and my gigantic arm is under you.
0: Yes, it's very gigantic. So arm he's, is he's under he's
1: them. Not going to hit the mat. Right. So I would like to see him. I mean, the guy's a monster.
0: Now, he did pull out. No, no, was it him? No, no, that was Lashley. Never mind. Because Lashley Lashley hit the Ron Simmons-style spine buster. Something like that. That's just devastating with the power of Big E would be be nice. Um, The Dominator would be nice. Like, I would like to see that. I, I, you know, if you're gonna throw someone down on their face or their belly, the Dominator looks like it hurts.
1: Um, yeah, but you already had Ronson and Lashley use that move.
0: Yeah, Lashley did do it a little bit in his first run. I forgot. Never should let. Never should have went away from that. I love the Dominator. Um, yeah, he, you're right though. He needs a new finisher, and it needs to be something that's just devastating.
1: Yeah. Um, at the same time, I don't know what it would be. I mean, yeah,
0: that's the thing. I don't know what it would be. Um, I'm I'm going to ask you, breaking ring, Rust listeners, to uh, to suggest what you think Biggie's.
1: You, you know, what, I always thought well, like it would really hurt if it was done by somebody who had actual muscles. Uh huh. The Alabama Slam.
0: See, I don't like the way the Alabama Slam looks but,
2: if but you, you're but you're if it, right like if, if someone if you does it back,
1: it should hurt or legs around your head yeah if you just pop somebody up like that and then yank them back down really hard then and you're a powerful guy like Big e yeah now that would be a spine buster
0: yeah yeah I just from I think what what's, what's uh, soured me on the move was Bob Holly doing it um, and even though he's a, mus- a a muscular guy, like it didn't there wasn't
1: not, he's not.
0: right. I was it, it, there was just something about the delivery that Bob Holly did that just I was just like eh.
1: Well, the way he did it, he put himself in position for a pile driver, and, right, and and then stand up with the person and whip him down, and not one person ever thought to grab his waist, right. But if you maybe drape someone across the ropes or something, or if you're just big, if you're strong as big, you just reach up and grab them by the thighs and pick them up. Snap them back down. There was a video game where I think it was a, a, um, a Game Boy game. One of those that you play in color uh, for WCW and that was Steve Austin's finish. He'd catch you like the stun gun. Uh huh. But didn't drop you on the ropes. He would just catch you and then jerk your legs back down. It's, it's like,
0: okay. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a tough one. Uh, maybe a catch finisher would be good, but I don't know. But um, yeah. Breaking ring, breath, listeners. We like to post comments, tweet at us what you think would be a good finisher option for big e because the current one just is not working. Pounce. Say what? Pounce oh, <laughs> big E do the pounce. You know, Here's the thing, though if he did the pounce, which I would love because um I think he did one recently and he pounced somebody out like out of the ring. Um, But if he did it, I don't know. They would probably rely on um, it being too comical, like having fun with it, where they need to have it be a little bit more serious, I think, um, to make it different if he makes a run for the title because Kofi's run was still very, was still New Day-ish. And I think that they are thinking he needs, he's going to be more serious as a singles competitor.
1: I'd say, like, the reason I say the pounce, besides the fact that I love that move, is think about what you're hitting somebody with, the pounce is your body. Right. And he's got the massive upper body, his traps, his, his delts, his chest. His chest, yeah. If that guy runs at you and charges at you and hits you with his upper body, you're dead. It could work,
0: and I think if um... Whoever is calling the match sells it like that, you know, calls it like that, and whoever takes the bump sells it right, it could work because if, you know, whoever's calling the match would be like, oh, you know, watch this replay of Biggie as he hits this pounce. Look at those massive thighs as he curls up to generate all this power. Then, boom, that massive upper body just flips Dolph Ziggler, who will probably be the one to take the bump. Um, and they're both on SmackDown flips Dolph Ziggler head over heels and into the next county.
1: You know. Yeah, well. And you're right, it would probably be Dolph Ziggler and he would probably oversell it. Um, But the thing is, here's one of my issues with Dolph. Okay, obviously Dolph studied at the Shawn Michael, Mr. Perfect School of Wrestling. Yes. And he oversells the way Mr. Perfect does, but he doesn't know why it makes sense, it doesn't sense. Because perfect didn't oversell every single bump. Right. It was the big bump. It was bump the bump. big bump. Somebody would run him across the ring and smash his face in the turnbuckle, and when he did it, he jumped his feet on the bottom rope and then springboard, springboard off. off. <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> but he didn't do it every time he got hit. Right. You know. Dolph, every time he takes a bump, is is doing Gymnastics. You know. Um but it, it you know, when I watch him I don't think wow, Dolph Ziggler has moves. I think, wow, this guy really wants to be Kurt Hennig and Shawn Michaels. Yeah. That's that's what I think when I watch his matches. even Shawn Michaels even made a comment about that. Mm. You know, or he said, you know, every time Dolph wrestles his uh Twitter followers go up. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, Dolph sells. He, he's great at selling, but it is too frequent that he's big selling.
1: So I'm I'm behind on my podcast because of COVID, but I listened to a podcast from early this year from Cornette. And Cornette, and I thought you'd be appreciative to hear this, said that the greatest performer of all time in ring in WWE was Shawn Michaels.
0: Really? Because he hates Sean.
1: Right, but he said as far as an entering performer, Sean's the best.
0: Wow, I'm I'm surprised that, that Jim said that.
1: And someone sent in and was asking if, if Brock Lesnar was the greatest of all time. And he said, well, Brock's been presented in the best way, so if you want to look at it that way, then yes, because... Brock never was presented as anything but a top-tier talent. Correct. You know, um, and he's always had enough control to not make himself look stupid, and he's never done any silly things in the ring and stuff like that. And he's, like, and he's made more money.
0: Well, Mariachi Brock was, was silly and fun.
1: Right, and that was brought up, but again, that was in character to mock Eddie Guerrero. What
0: about Boombox Brock? Because that was fun.
1: That was during my real. I really hate Brock. Period. So I'd rather not remember.
0: <laughs> I liked Boombox Brock. <laughs> I didn't want him to come back and and just win Money in the Bank that way, but the aftermath uh, with Boombox Brock, I thought was fun. Uh, and it looked like he was. And it looked like he was having more fun, um, in the ring, than.
1: And he was having as much fun in the ring as he would killing defenseless animals.
0: I don't know about his defensive animal killing, but probably I don't. You know, he was smiling a lot and being more candid. I I liked Boombox Brock. I
1: thought that was funny funny because during that little um, like tirade about the greatest ever cornet, put over two guys he personally despises: Brock Lesnar and John Michaels. But he said, but the way he got Shawn Michaels, he said, well, if you're talking in-ring performer, form, that would be Shawn Michaels.
0: Wow. All right.
1: The words, Shawn Michaels is a good example of how you can emulate someone but still make it your own. Yes. Like, he would do the flip in the corner but would fall back in feet first. Right. He didn't completely copy Flair, you know, he could take enough of it but pull it back pull it back
0: which always amazed me how he was able to do that because most people they're, they're just going flying
1: right but he you know he always would take that player representation but then pull it back a little bit add some spice to it and make it his own um, and i think that was something that uh the dog doesn't have
0: i agree all right we're going to end this show with a fantasy booking. So, with Survivor Series coming up, we are going. The Cold Heart and I, we're going to create a match with five wrestlers on each of our teams, and we're only going to pick wrestlers from our home states.
1: And well, that's easy for me.
0: So, Cold Heart, give me. Five wrestlers for your Survivor Series team.
1: Did they have to be current wrestlers?
0: No. Um, five. It's just five wrestlers from your home state that will go against my five wrestlers from my home state. And then the winner will be determined by vote on Facebook and Twitter. Number
1: one, Ric Flair.
0: Uh, yeah, I already had that one down because I knew that one was coming. Are you just gonna go with Brick Flair five times or
1: Oh I thought we we're taking we we're alternating.
0: Oh okay.
1: Um I've got my five. I just Okay, yeah, alternate. just go
0: go go with your five
1: then. Brick Flair, Braun Strowman. I didn't know Braun was from there. Okay. Well, Braun. He's got a North Carolina tattoo. Okay. I I didn't know. I'm Matt and Jeff Hardy. Both Hardy's okay. And Cedric Alexander.
0: And Cedric, Charlotte Proud. Ah, I'm kind of, okay, cool.
1: Slayer, Braun
0: Strowman, the Hardys, and Cedric Alexander. All right. Um, My team would be Kevin Nash. Uh Rob Van Dam. Uh, man. Steiners? No, I see I that was my thought, but I'm not gonna say the Steiners. I'm gonna say Scott on, you Steiner.
1: Put, you put the Steiners in there against the Hardys and you got a classic flash, you could vote uh, tonight. Yeah, but I'm
0: gonna say Scott Steiner only. And no, no risk, no disrespect to Rick, but I'm going to go with Scott Steiner. And the tag team I'll throw in will be the
1: Motor City Machine Guns. And that's an interesting choice. Thought you were going to ask me to book the, the, the main event for Survivor Series. I had that one easily.
0: Go. We'll go ahead and make that as an extra uh, bonus book. Go
1: ahead. Um, Roman versus Randy Orton. Roman wins one spear. One spear. One spear.
0: I mean, I'm all for it. I think it'll be great, especially because at this stage in his career, I think Randy should be putting people over. Um, But
1: other than that, he goes for it. Randy goes to the RKO. He gets spun around, kicked to the gut, guillotine sunk in, important taps.
0: Hmm. That you know, I'm t- Roman working that guillotine. I, I don't. He looks like he's really cranking that in. He's doing a great job. At first, I thought it was just how well Braun sold it because Braun is so massive but he looked great putting it on Jay and Jimmy. Um, That guillotine looks like he he went away and learned a couple new holds, um, and it looks great. And having his body out, having his chest out, and not wearing that stupid chest protector really shows that off. You can see his back rippling when he's...
1: In case anyone... Missed it. Matt's really happy that Roman has his shirt off now. <laughs> it,
0: it It's stupid for him to wear that chest protector. He's supposed to be so big and bad, but well, he's wearing yeah, a chest protector. Cool. Huh?
1: It should also be illegal if he's not Delo Brown.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Delo had that pectoral problem <laughs> that required the chest protector.
1: Um, yeah, well, if I'm not, if I, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Severn legitimately hurt? his pack and that's why he started wearing it initially yes it that was that,
0: that was a legit reason why he wore it and he just kept it on because you know it worked with the gimmick and then you know he was like hey i gotta have this on to protect my chest and always and and i think that was cool and it worked because the frog splash being his finisher that chest protector had you know as they sold it that it made it hurt more i you know that worked i liked it
1: Oh yeah, I love that gimmick. Somebody needs to bring back a gimmick like that, or like the constantly broken arm, so they can use the cast. Yes. You know, somebody needs to to bring back.
0: Bring like, back the power of the punch. <laughs> yeah,
1: I like that. The I'll I did too. Hiding it in the ring, uh, in the turnbuckle one time.
0: Yes. I I, I did not that. like that. I wasn't a fan of that version of William Regal. Um, but I just loved the power of the punch. Um (laughs) because it was just it was such great heel work.
1: I'm a fan of every version of William Regal, but my favorite version was when he first came to WCW in 93 and he would just out wrestle everybody. And he had a match that a lot of people don't like, but a lot of people do like too. Uh, And if you've never seen it, we'll have to watch it one day. His match against Davy Boy Smith and Halloween Havoc 93.
0: don't think I've seen that
1: one. It's, it's a very mat based match, but he just does some crazy stuff and ties Bulldog up. Mm. And it was, you know, uh, I emulated that so much when I wrestled that I, I can't even explain how much I emulated that.
0: Hey, if you're going to emulate someone... Uh, William Regal, or at least in, in the WCW time, Lord Steven Regal, definitely won to emulate.
1: Yeah. But Regal, um, yeah, no, that that's one of those matches you need to go out of your way to watch, how we have a Bulldog versus Regal. Ventura like has a great line, he's knocking the snot out of Davey Boy.
0: Well, we'll have to plan that. We'll, we'll we'll have to plan that for uh, either next episode uh, to be a, a watch along or or a bonus episode. I'll Have to find the match and, and make that happen. Well, we gotta
1: do that. and We gotta do the I Quit match since you've never seen
0: it. Oh yes, you know I haven't seen that one either. The uh, the Magnum and uh, oh, Tully.
1: Yeah. That's one of those matches where they went out and said, I can't convince you wrestling is real, but I can convince you that we're real.
0: I dig it. Dig it. Awesome. Well, that is going to be it for this episode of Breaking Ring Rust. I am your host, Rock and Mr. Magic, and I want to thank you all for listening and staying with us during this hiatus because we could not possibly do this alone not without all you who continue to support us by pressing play. Please also, if you dig the show, please review it on your podcasting app of choice. If you don't have a podcasting app of choice, I recommend Podchaser. And no, this is not an ad. It's just a personal recommendation because you can follow all of our shows here from Jig Nation. You can review, listen, share, and it's nice and easy. And anytime we, any of us at JigNation happen to be a guest on another podcast, you can catch those appearances from Podchaser as well. But if you'd like the traditional options, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, and more. And if you can't find us, let us know. Email us at JigNation at gmail.com. Message us on Facebook or Twitter at JigNation. And until next time, get yourself over marks.